Welcome to the Pound Perspective, presented by Nate Dog Sports, a podcast based around discussions and debates about recent football, basketball, baseball, and MMA events. Now, here's your host, Nate Dog. And welcome back to episode 36 of the Pound Perspective. It starts right now. We got a lot to talk about, Red, obviously, co-host in the building. Yes, sir. How we doing, my brother? I'm good. I'm good. What's up, y'all? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got a lot to talk about, obviously. Like we've said the last, like, three episodes, we're in the summer, man. We don't got no sports actually happening besides baseball. But we got things happening in the leagues that we like to talk about. Oh yeah, a lot of lot of drama these past this past week. So there was a lot to talk about. Obviously, Madden rankings dropped, so we're gonna give some critiques on a couple positions. Some players made some signings over the last couple days, and we got a little bit of a running back situation happening in the in, NFL. So we'll talk about that, give our opinions on that. And then we'll talk a little bit about the NBA. LeBron James, the goat, <clears throat> the goat, um, <laughs> changed his number in respects to Bill. Russell, we're going to talk about which version was best of LeBron, 23 or 6. And we'll talk a little bit about some uh, star players. Maybe hinting about, you know, a future leave of their team. And we'll, we'll highlight that later in the podcast. Well, let's get into this thing, man. NFL, like I said, a lot of things happened this past few weeks. Um, when it comes to drama, mm-hmm. people getting paid. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, that franchise tag date, it's passed, man. And we saw some big names not get signed. First things first, though, before we get into those names, yep. let's talk about the situation, man. Let's, uh, let, me, let me just hear your thoughts overall on the running back situation in the NFL right now. Is it bad or good for the league? I mean, my first thing I want to say is I don't know why this is such a big deal. Mm. Like, this came out of nowhere. <laughs> like, you know, running backs haven't been getting paid for – this has been like what five six years. Like yep, it's not new. Like when, I mean, when the Cowboys signed Zeke to that contract, that was clearly a bad contract. You know what I mean? And like even talking about it at the time, like people weren't high on it. It clearly was not a good contract. So I mean, yeah, it sucks for the players, but like, I don't know what y'all expected. Like mm-hmm. this has kind of been hinted at. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I guess if it's good or bad for the league, I mean. You know, it, it's definitely worse for the running backs, but, like, I, I mean, you can add more players on your team, I guess, with more salary. Like, I don't know. I just feel like this is kind of inevitable. You know what I mean? Like, you look at um, – I think it was Maurice Jones-Drew said, oh, well, if you don't have a Mahomes, you got to have a top running back to win a Super Bowl. That is not correct. <sighs> Sony Michelle in the past – I think six years was the leading rusher for two Super Bowl teams. <laughs> there you go. Sony Michelle, man. Yeah. The guy and then that played backup. LeGarrette Blunt was one of the leading rushers. So it's like you don't have to – you know what I mean? That's not – that's just factually incorrect. Yep. So, you know, it sucks, but it's kind of – I don't know. It's kind of like in the NBA, man, like how people are like, oh, they used to not shoot as many threes. Well, it's like – statistically they should have mm-hmm. you know what i mean like statistically they always should have probably thrown the ball more they just didn't so now they're figuring out like we don't have to pay these running backs that much money and yet yeah, it sucks it's but in terms of a business move like 
I don't say I agree with it, but I get it. Like, I get where they're coming from. Like, this doesn't give us the best chance to win. Yeah. I think you hit that one on the nail, my brother. Like, uh, I, I'm so conflicted on the topic because you see, you know, the running back position is easily the most brutal position in the league. Everyone knows that. You're getting, these guys are going to be done after four to five. Not done, but they're going to be out of their prime in four to five years. Which, hold on real quick. Mm-hmm. If you're a team, why would that make you want to pay them? Mm-hmm. People bring that up. I feel like if I was a team, why would that make me want to pay you if I know, if you just keep bringing up, well, oh, I got to get paid now because I won't be able to in three years. These dudes don't care about you like yeah. that. You're just giving them more intel to be like, He's not going to be able to last. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep, and, and it's so true because even though you see some guys break that mold, like a Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. you, know, you see these guys that are able to play a little bit longer, a little bit past that that first contract and stuff, it's just so rare now, though, because the yeah. running back position is so brutal. Because, I mean, quarterbacks get a lot of you know a lot of leeway with getting hits now. And, and then you, so you got to throw these running backs out there, and they are just getting – Beat down every yep. single game, man. They take the most hits out of anyone besides offensive linemen and defensive linemen. I and mean, they're built for those hits. So, yeah. And I know running backs are built. And you see what Nick Chubb's out here, you know, squatting 600 pounds. Yeah, he can take a hit, but I, I promise you he's hurting after every game. One wrong hit and his, he's done. There you go. There you go. And, and the thing is, too, is you get these young, hungry running backs in the draft, man. You get these guys that are looking to get that contract. They're playing for that contract. They're not. They're not out here expecting a contract. You know, like these guys now. Once you're, once you're three or four years, five years in the league, you're done with that rookie contract. You're looking for that contract. That's all you're yeah. worried about. You're not worried about winning. I mean, you're still worried about winning, but you're worried about getting your bread, so you don't have to worry about money ever again in your life. And while these running backs are coming in the league in the draft, they just want an opportunity, man. They just mm-hmm. want to show that they are good running backs. So, I get it. Like it's, it's. I'm in the same boat with you where it's I feel bad for the running backs. Like but on a business standpoint, why the hell what yeah, it's, it's why just, would you pay a running back? Well and plus too, you know, like I was saying, this isn't the first year this happened. No. Like this isn't a surprise to me. I don't know why this randomly became a thing. You know what I mean? Yep. Like you saw the tight end market go to shit. Mm. Like quarterbacks just get paid, man. I mean it sucks, but like they're the most important position, man. If I mean, what if you have a guy like Mahomes? Can you really overpay them? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, they're, they're good point. Good what point. would be? I mean, what would be overpaying Patrick Mahomes? Say, you know, a billion dollars. Yeah, I guess that that's like as much as I'd be like, okay, they probably overdid it. But like, bro, if they keep winning, hey, like, <laughs> <laughs> no questions asked. <laughs> yeah, like. I just don't – I don't get why this is now being brought up. Yeah, and it's like if y'all had a problem with it, why, why are the running backs just now coming out about it? It's when we get a Saquon Barkley on the on the market, a Josh Jacobs, a Tony Exactly. When we, Some all, elitist bull crap, yeah, bro. Yeah, it's <laughs> like all of a sudden, yeah, all these, these superstars are borderline. I would say all of them are. And it's like now since it's just this random Since year, you can't get the contract, yeah, it's, it's just this year that all three of these star running backs get put on the tag. It's just now it's a problem. Yeah. You're the one that signed the tag, bro. And it's like, do I agree with it? Do I like it? No. No one likes to not see a guy that's a star not get their bag. Of course I want to see Saquon get his bag. Of course I want to see Josh Jacobs and Tony Pollard get their bags. Mm-hmm. But logically, business logically, why would a team – pay over 
over twelve million dollars for a running back. Yeah, I, I mean, I year. just don't get it. I don't. I would never like. And I'm gonna here. Let me tell you. These are my these are my stats I got here. Total mm-hmm. total cash, total cash this year. Who's gonna make the most out of all the running backs? You make a guess. I'm gonna say. Man, I feel like I should know this. You're not. Is it? Is it McCaffrey? Good guess. Number two is McCaffrey. Number one is Bijan Robinson. Bijan yep. Robinson. Yep. The rookie <laughs> running back is making the most money. Yep. I would this not year. have guessed that. Thirteen. Thirteen million seven hundred and ninety or seven hundred nineteen thousand eight hundred and forty-four dollars. Chris McCaffrey is at twelve million. Alvin Kamara is at eleven. Aaron Jones is at is at ten. He's just he's just under ten uh, eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Nick Chubb is just just right below Aaron Jones. Yeah. So guaranteed at signing, Chris McCaffrey's number one, Derek's two, Alvin's three, Bijan's four, and Jameer Gibbs is five. There you go. There you go. The the run the rookie running backs are getting better better paid than the guys that have been in the league, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. I mean, it just is what it is, man. It is like, what it is, man. Like, yes, Derrick Henry, he actually deserves a big deal. Mm. You know, he has lasted, but, like, I'm not saying you shouldn't pay him. Like, I would definitely pay him. But, like we were saying, from a business standpoint, one wrong hit, yep. like, last running year. backs fall off fast, Last man. year, what, he only played, like, five games last year or something Yeah, like so – it just is what it is at this point. It's not new. It's not new, and it's hilarious. That it's just a big topic now. I just I like talking about it. Let's stay on the running backs. Out of these three, though, Saquon, Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, which one of those deserve to get a bag, even though they didn't get it? So you know, I'm a huge Cowboys fan. I actually think Josh Jacobs, yeah, I agree in with my you. opinion, does it. Look. Honestly, if Pollard wasn't coming off an injury, I would say him. Yeah. Just because the past yeah, two that's, seasons, that's he's averaged over five yards a carry. He's still really – I think he's only started, which, you know, running back starts are iffy. But, like, he's only – Mark Ingram started over Alvin Kamara. Yeah. <laughs> he's only technically started, I think, like seven games. Like, to be 25, he's still, like, very fresh. He's mm. never had over 200 carries in a season. There you go. But he is coming off an injury. Josh Jacobs, man. I mean, he won Offensive Player of the Year. He's so good last year. So, it's like, I mean, his rookie year and last year were really, like, kind of standouts. Mm-hmm. You know, his second and third year weren't quite as good. But, mm-hmm. like, I mean, you won Offensive Player of the Year. That team wasn't good last year. So, I mean, if, you know, you don't have to sign him to a four-year deal. But this dude deserves two years, twenty. Five million, in my opinion. Yeah, I think you could push it up almost to thirty. Yeah, know? like if it's if it's a shorter term deal, I completely get it. Yeah. Now Saquon, I don't understand. I wouldn't give him a contract unless it's for one season. Yeah, it's hard to. I'm treating him for different reasons. I'm treating him like Kyrie. I wouldn't sign him to longer than a longer for completely different reasons, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but I'm not. I mean, dude, you just you don't you hardly play mm-hmm. like. Why? You know what I you mean. You had like, one really good season in the league. Yeah, give me it's the ar- hype. Give me the argument from if you were a coach, why you would pay me? Like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would definitely pay. Out of those three, I would pay Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I mean, like you said, offensive player of the year last year, sixteen hundred rushing yards, four hundred receiving yards, 
broke a two thousand yards in all purpose, led the league in all purpose yards. I mean, I mean the guy was special mm-hmm. last year, and so I think yeah, if there was one one out of those three. I would have gave it to Josh. Jacobs. And he's still, I think he's only 24, 25. 25. He's yeah. the youngest out of those three. Uh, Pollard is 26 and Saquon's 26. Yeah. So when you look at it there, he's the youngest as well. So I know, and in your argument for Pollard, I like the less carries because Josh Jacobs has had high carries his yeah. entire career. So maybe he falls off quicker than a Pollard, you know, yeah, but, even though he's younger. And, you know, but maybe, I hate to say this, I hope it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe Pollard gets. A lot of carries this year, and he's not really built for that. And you know, the same. It's yeah. kind of been unproven. It so, is. There which you go. I think he can do it, but but that's the it's that's, still unproven. Yeah, you know? you're playing devil's advocate there. I like it, but it's it, it it just you hate to see what a guy does. Literally everything. Yeah, everything to get a bag and doesn't get it. Offensive rookie of the year leads the league in rushing yards, leads the league in all purpose yards, and still doesn't get the bag. Twelve rushing touchdowns, two yeah. two fumbles. It's like. You hate to see it for a guy like Josh Jacobs after a season like he had last season. All game played every single game seventeen mm-hmm. for a team that was not good. So you hate to see that. You really, really do. But it's the league, man. It's yep. the league, man. You know, it's it's what we're it's the it's the running back situation is what it is, and I don't know if it's really gonna change anytime soon. Um and I hate this idea of these running backs making a players their own players association is like, yeah, that's gonna really, that's really gonna yeah. make the league happy. You really think that's gonna help in the NFL and around these owners? You really think that's gonna make them happy? No. Well, it's like they don't care about the young running backs getting paid, man. They're no. worried about themselves. They're, that's all they're worried about. They're, they're mad that Bijan Robinson is getting paid more than them. Yep. And I get it, but also, why you wouldn't care if it was actually about the younger running backs getting paid? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, you would. Yeah, they wouldn't be talking as much for sure. But we're going to leave that topic for y'all to debate about. Running back situation is definitely a sticky one in the league. I'm very interested to see how that gets resolved uh, around it. Let's go to a deal that was ha- that happened um, this week. Um, DeAndre Hopkins finally made a decision. This, the, the words. Decision. D-Hop makes his decision. Two-year, $26 million deal with the Titans. Mm-hmm. Going to Tennessee. I'm going to ask you, Red. Do you like the move for both sides? I love it, man. Yeah. I don't know if that if I'm going to stand out here, but to me, D-Hop can play. Mm. You know, he's 31. Um, you know, if you want to say, I don't even think it's really an overpay because some of it is incentive-based. Yeah. And um, what, did, what did OBJ get? He got $15 million. So it's, it's basically the same. Mm. You know, this is just for two years, yeah. $13 million. There you go. So if you look at it like that, I like it because for one, Tennessee gets he can be their true number one. Yep. You know what I mean? But also he doesn't have to get fifteen hundred receiving yards. If he can get eleven hundred yards, six touchdowns, like you're getting your money's worth. Make you know Traylon I mean? Burke a true two. Yeah, exactly. And then you, you got a couple young guys like uh I forget his name, Nikhil Westbrook in high. Yeah, Westbrook, I think. yep. They got that other, that slot receiver, Kyle Phillips. I think he can yep. be solid. Yep. They got, I mean, they got a couple guys. And um, a lot of people are saying, you know, for on the D-hop side of it, like, oh, he's not ring chasing. Where are they getting that from? Like, I'm not saying that he's not ring chasing, but, like, the Titans are not a horrible team, man. Yeah. Like They're in a bad conference I mean, division. Any, like, if. Okay, any team with Mike Vrabel, hmm. you know what I mean? If Derrick Henry's fully healthy, Tannehill comes back and 
is at least the same he was last year, at least a Jeffrey little bit Simmons better. Jeffrey Simmons is still on that team. Jeffrey Simmons, I mean, you still got Kevin Byard. Yeah. Like, you have some players. You know, if you told me they were 8-9, and 9-8, nine, nine and eight, or if they were, you know, say they're 7-7 seven and seven fighting for a playoff spot late in the year, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-mm. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think New England might be a little bit better next year, but it's not like he – went to a Tampa, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. he can still – they can still compete. Mm-hmm. I don't get people getting mad at him for this, I guess. And if you're the Titans, if you want to say they might have overpaid based on the market a little bit, you can say that. But also, it's Tennessee, man. Not mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to go there unless you give a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. Plus, you're not really paying anybody, right? You're not yeah. paying any receivers at all, really. Yeah. So, why not go get somebody? Yeah. You know, and if – if Will Levis is your quarterback and you this he was not gonna develop with Trey all respect to Traylon Burks, he wasn't gonna develop with Traylon Burks as his number one. Mm-hmm. If you got a young quarterback, you gotta get him a number one. So I like it for both. Like I think it makes a lot of sense. I don't really get the backlash, honestly. Yeah, I don't like I don't really agree with the backlash either either, mainly because I mean it's a, an amazing move for the Titans. That's first and foremost. They were desperate for receivers. Everyone knew that. They might have had the weakest-ish running receiver room in the league before D-Hop. So, I mean, first of all, good for the Titans. You've got a top ten receiver in the league now, a true number one. He's been a number one his entire career, so he knows how to do that. It's not like he's just become Mm -hmm. a number one and he's got to fill these shoes. I mean, he's been a number one his entire career pretty much um, with the Titans and then with uh, with the Cardinals. So I love the move for the Titans. Very, 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 very smart. I do think it's a slightly questionable for D Hop. Thirty one. I know you yeah. said he's thirty one. I like it's only two years. First of all, two years smart by D Hop. Mm-hmm. Very smart. Didn't hold, didn't put himself in a hole with his contract. You know, yeah. didn't send some four year deal and that was going to be the rest of his career was going to be with the Titans. He allows himself, you know, this opportunity to, to have some of his best years still. Mm-hmm. And then after that, then he can go ring chase. You yeah. know, then he can go be a two or a three for the Chiefs. You know, then he yeah. can be a two or a three for the Bills. You know, then he doesn't need to get another bag. This mm-hmm. is a smart move for him because he's getting one last pretty nice bag for a receiver. Oh, Thirteen yeah. million a year. You know, in Santos, he's gonna hit those in Santos probably just because of his opportunity. Um, I just, for me, I was just a little shocked. I mean, yeah. I don't. No, hate I him. didn't see it coming. I at just all. was. I just thought he was gonna join a contender. I thought that was just. Hey, it's an opportunity. I know you're not going to get paid nothing if you go to the Chiefs, Bills, or you know anywhere like that, the 49 or something like that. You're not going to get paid, but mm-hmm. you're going to set yourself pretty for a ring. And I don't. I know D Hop wants a ring. That dude has been so good for so long on a lot of bad teams. Yeah, you know. I mean, his closest he ever got was with um, uh, Deshaun Watson that year when they beat the Bills in that playoff game. Man, that was a, an amazing game, first of all. Oh, yeah. Um, and then they were beating the Chiefs. They were beating them, what, 21-28 to mm-hmm. nothing or some crap yeah. like that? You know, and, and they lost still. So, I mean, he's been he's been there. So, and you know, I so I imagined, I really thought he was going to pull the trigger on a, on a, on a contender. Um, but like I said, no money. I did. I really thought if he was going to go to a team that was not there but could be in a year or two, or, you know, it was just a decent situation for him to be a one. Mm-hmm. You called it. You said it. The, the Patriots, I thought, were Well, the see, and that that's my main point because I don't disagree with you. Or, like, if he really was ring chasing, which if I'm a player and still in my prom, or maybe not 
slight past you're my prime. still a top ten receiver. Yeah, I would want to go somewhere where I can, like, they can compete. Like, they're not terrible. Somewhere like the Titans or Pate, where they yeah. can compete. They're not going to be horrible, but also, like, I'm not the I'm not a big fish in a, or I'm not a small fish in a big pond. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, fine. but um, I was more so meaning like in terms of the two finalists being the Patriots and the Titans, mm-hmm. like really, I think the Patriots would be better. But to me, it wasn't so much a landslide where like, oh, he's definitely just going for the money. You yeah. know what I mean? Ah, uh, yeah. I, 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 but, I, I get what you but mean there. I did, I did think that he was going to, because I was hearing that, Apparently, him and Bill O'Brien had, like, made up, and, like, there was no mm. hard blood anymore. So, I was thinking, if those reports are coming out, that's indicating that they've talked. Talked, yeah. You know what I mean? So, that was telling me, like, I thought he was going to go to New England. Because, mm-hmm. to Apparently me... he had a great day, too, there. Dude, to me, if he goes to New England, hmm. that really sets him up to maybe not contend-contend, but finish second in that division next yeah, year. Yeah, make some make, surprise some people. Him as your one, Juju at two? Mm-hmm. That's not bad, man. Yeah, and then didn't they get um Mike Gesicki? You yeah, got him exactly. They got Gesicki, and you know, I mean, that was my thing. Was like, when it comes to the Patriots, I know their offense isn't beautiful when it came to last year. It was hard to watch, but they didn't have an offensive coordinator. Yeah, you could say a lot of things about Bill O'Brien, but that dude knows offense. You yeah, know? he knows offense. He's good. Not a great head coach. Not but a great he head knows. coach or GM. You know, and he knows that when he went to Bama. And prove that he could he could coordinate, you know. He oh, went yeah. to Alabama and, and showed that with Bryce Young. I know it's yeah, I know it's Bryce Young, but and every athlete they had at Alabama was the best of the best. But he proved that he can coach offense, and his offense is even better in the NFL. And how I feel about it, I just thought with a young quarterback with Mac like Mike Mac Jones, like you said, a Juju at his two, and Juju maybe even could become the one after that mm-hmm. first year. You know, I thought it was just a great situation for D Hop. But the point that kind of sways it for the Titans for me is if Will Levis becomes the guy. Yeah. Because if Will Levis becomes the guy, then D-Hop made the right choice. Yeah. You know, because if Will Levis, after six games as the starter, he made the right decision. Mm -hmm. Because then you get the rest of the season with him at quarterback. Say, let's just say, three and three, three and three after six games, you're playing good, deep, but Ryan Tannehill is not really getting the ball or, to D-hop. Yeah, or maybe something. he gets a thumb injury and yeah. is out one week there you and, go. or two weeks. They're just like, screw it. And put in Will and what if Will goes out there and balls, you know? Yeah. And then you go out there and maybe make a playoff push. I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to make a playoff push with Will Levis. He was a second-round pick when everyone thought he was going to be a first-round pick for a reason. Mm-hmm. But if he comes in and he pans out and plays pretty good ball for a rookie, D-hop made the right decision, in my opinion. You get a young guy. With a num- the true number one, like you said, he's been in that position. It would be the right decision for D Hop and the Titans if Will Levis is their starter by the end of the season for me. Oh yeah, and I'm not saying that he will develop. I'm not sure. I think if any of these guys are going to be a bust, it'll be Will Levis mm-hmm. out of this first or out of those first five quarterbacks. Yeah, but he's definitely not going to develop with that receiving core. <laughs> I mean, that's just. And it's not like he's bad for that. It's just that like you got to be realistic here. Yeah, I mean that. I mean you could say a lot of things about like Sam Darnold with the Jets. I mean you threw him into the fire, bro. Yeah, you can say the thing, same thing about Zach Wilson before they got Garrett over mm-hmm. over there. You I know? mean look at um, look at freaking uh Dak. 
Yeah, his his third year bringing him, or his third or fourth year bringing Amari. Yeah, you know Justin Fields bringing DJ Moore. Oh, that's good. Well, you cool. saw what uh, AJ Brown did for Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, it, that's a perfect example. So it's like you got to get a good quarterback in there for a young guy. Like, do you think Josh Allen would have developed as good hmm. if he didn't have Stephon, Stephon Diggs? There you go. I don't think so. Nope, and he wouldn't have. He definitely not. He definitely would not have. Um, and you and I know Patrick Mahomes has all the talent in the world, but if he didn't have Travis Kelsey and Tyreek yeah. Hill. It would have been a little. He bit never harder. would have got there. Yeah, like, he would have, it would have been a lot harder without those two guys. Um, but that'll do it for our D Hop talk. Good move, I think, for both sides. Um, let's see what happens with the Titans. That's a team that I'm kind of keeping well, my eye on. Another one, if the Bengals draft or Sean Slater mm. in the first round instead of Jamar. Uh, instead of Jamar, mm. I'm not saying Joe doesn't develop because Joe is great, but like. It wouldn't have looked the same at the beginning. It would. We all hated the move. Not, yeah, not hated it, but we we're all like, dude, there was so many good offensive linemen. I was like, bro, protect him. Yeah, everyone said that. Yeah, everyone said that. No one thought. I mean, there was people that thought they would go, they would go Jamar, but I mean, he ended up getting hurt and still freaking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Still the right move. Yeah, it still was the right move. Wow, wow, wow. See what D Hop can do out there in Tennessee. Let's. We're gonna make a little bit of a point here. Not to. Not gonna talk about it too much. We'll. Mm-hmm. Talk, we'll kind of announce it. I don't know if y'all have seen yet by the time y'all are listening or watching. The NFL owners approved the $6.05 billion deal to sell the Commanders uh, to the, I forgot the guy's name, Josh Harris and Magic Johnson. Uh, That was a group that came together to get that much money. Um, Unanimous, not surprising. Um, I'll just say it right now. Great. This is great for the league. I'm just happy that that sick guy is out of the league. I will... As a guy, I'm not afraid to talk bad about terrible person. It seems like not a lot of people like not a lot of people like him. A lot of owners dislike him. I know owners are these billionaires, whatever, but none of them liked him. You know, and something no, about guys with the last name Snyder, Snyder. Man. they just get hated. Like, where you got Zach Snyder, <laughs> you got Dan Snyder, Snyder, you got the other Dan Snyder yeah, from Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Yeah, there you like, go. There just ain't a lot of love for the Snyder. Yeah, the Snyder's dead. <laughs> no one likes them. No one likes them. But. Another thing that came about it, Snyder is getting fined by the NFL because of their investigation, $60 million. And for him, that's chump change probably, but still, $60 million at least, at least, they're getting something done here for a sick guy like him. You got any thoughts on it for the league? I mean, hey, man, if you can go around abusing people and doing whatever the hell you want to do and only have to pay $60 million, I mean, like... (laughs) For a billionaire, hey. I don't know... (laughs) <laughs> they think this is gonna like set a standard, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm. With but them. yeah, but I mean, look for for real, like this is definitely a good move. For <laughs> one, man, this is gonna sound weird because they're in my. I've actually for some reason always liked Washington as a team. Yeah, you know what I mean. And they've just been stuck in this purgatory of not having a quarterback. Mm. And it look, you can say it's it's the GM and it's the coach. It all starts with the owner, man. Yeah. Owner puts it's in all culture, bro. Owner puts in who they want to be. You know, the owner has more say no. in the football side than people want to admit. Yeah, think. Look at Jerry Jones. Exactly. Like how which, much he pull he has. Which he he's got too much. Too but, much. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, if if an owner, I mean, you look at Matt Ishaba with the mm-hmm. Suns trade for Katie. That was his decision <laughs> immediately. Exactly. First so, move. <laughs> you know, these guys they get to make decisions and. You know, not only – it's more important that besides the football stuff, like he just was not a good person, like you were saying. Like these investigations 
were true. Like, you know, if they weren't true and everything was false, then you could say what you want, but, like, the facts are out there. It You're dumb if you just ignore them. Yep. So, like, they have evidence this dude was just not making good work environment. So, like, he should be fined. You know, like, he broke rules. What else is there to... You know what I mean? Like, this just – I don't see how this is a negative in any way for the league. No, it's definitely not. And the best thing is – Plus, even though they're he the, didn't seem like a guy that had a lot of friends anyway. Yeah, it's like – yeah. So, it's just – is anybody really going to miss him? No, you one's, know? no one's going to miss this guy, I don't think. And, uh, you know, even though they're in a division, I've always had a soft spot for Washington as well. Yeah. It's good to just see them finally just make this first step in the right direction to maybe change that culture, change that environment, and change that team, man. Because they're not bad. They're no. not bad. They've got good players. It's all about quarterback, obviously, like you said. But they've got – I like Ron, you know. So we'll see what happens over there, man. We'll see what happens. Um, uh, hoping for the best for the Washington Commanders. Uh, let's go on to these Madden reactions, uh, Madden release reactions. Uh, we have got some – all of the – Positions uh, announced besides, I think, quarterback and, like, a couple, like, punter and kicker and, and linebacker. That was the other one. So, uh, but those will drop uh, on Friday like this podcast will. Um, we're only going to talk about a couple positions, wide receiver and edge, as those are two of the most important, and they are two of the first ones to be announced, and they caused a little bit of controversy. Not a lot of people were too mad. Um, I'll say that I couldn't t- find too much wrong with these lists, but let's get into it. Receiver, we got. I'll I'll give out these top ten real quick. Justin Jefferson at one, Tyreek at Tyreek at two, Devontae Adams at three, Stephon Diggs at four, Cooper Cup at five, Jamar at six, uh, Chase at six, uh, DeAndre Hopkins at seven, uh, Terry McLaurin at eight, AJ Brown at nine, and Amari Cooper at ten. Let's talk about it, Red. You give me your underrated, overrated in this top ten, and maybe even a player that got snubbed out of that top ten. Well, you know, I'll say it like this, man. It's Madden, so these guys, like, Madden is somewhat realistic in the rankings, but also there's a lot of, like, media hype that goes into this. Oh, gosh, Like, we're not going to talk about it, but Ezekiel Elliott still being in the 80s as a running back is insane. That is insane to me. (laughs) You know, and it's just – it's clear that, like, not all these people watch football. Mm. It's very apparent. And so, I mean, you got to take. Name goes a long way. Yeah, you got to take this with a grain of salt. Let's just be honest. But, man, look, and I'm not just saying it because he used to play for Dallas. I don't see Amari being at 91. I just don't get it. He's about to be 28. Speaking it, of guy that's right under him, how the hell is CD, CD Lamb not on look, the road? Look, look. Look, and I love CD. I'll tell you who I think deserves to be on this list more than CD Lamb is DJ Moore. Damn. Where is that guy's respect, Ooh. man? Ooh, I like if you that. look, and if you want to say that someone's a little, I mean, I think DJ Moore might be a better receiver than Terry McLaurin. I'm not saying Terry doesn't deserve to be top ten. Mm. I'm saying that I think I'm just higher on DJ Moore than hey, a lot of people. Hey, DJ's a stud, dude. But if you want to say D Hop is rated a little high because of the injuries and stuff, I get it. But in my opinion, and I'm not just saying this, I think CeeDee Lamb, Mike Evans, or DJ Moore mm. fit in that 10 spot better than Amari Cooper. Yeah. Just in my opinion. Now, like I said, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Amari, to me, still should be, like, in the top 15. So, like, 
I think the lowest ranking you should have is like 86, mm-hmm. 87, maybe not 91, but like it's not that egregious. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will agree with you. I think DeAndre Hopkins was slightly overrated. I think A.J. Brown is a guy that may be underrated for me. I don't think – I think he's better okay. than a Terry McLaurin personally. I, I think uh, – My only thing with Terry is he's done so – kind of like D.J. Moore, they just have never had stability, and yeah. they still just produce. And they still produce, exactly. They, they go out there and still put up crazy numbers. Only reason I like A.J. Brown a lot is because I watch these receivers make their, like, rankings for yeah. receiver. And this dude's, like, always, it'll, if not top five, right there. Like, yeah. six or seven. So That's what you, that's what I mean. Like, you can tell not everybody yeah. watches film. Film. That does and it's like, ratings. if there's anyone I'm going to trust, it's going to be receivers. You yeah. Know? That's who I'm going to trust on these rankings. Um, so, for me, those were my overrated, underrated. When it came to snub, I will 110% agree with you on C.D. Lamb. The one that I was a little shocked, personally, I really thought, like, when the list came out and I didn't see him in the top ten, I was like, whoa, Debo Samuels. Okay, I like it. I, and I know he plays multiple positions. I know he's not just receiver, but that dude is so special on the football field. When the ball is in his hands, amazing things happen. So for me, I would easily, obviously, I'm obviously putting CD in there. I, I, I Maybe not top ten, but... He's only an 88. Yeah. Debo Samuel, 88, is a little, just low for me. DJ I think he Moore, should be 90. DJ Moore is an 86. See, that's, that's, hey, that's craziness. You know what else? I'm not, this dude does not deserve to be in the top 10 yet. He definitely will, I think, by, the end, by like week eight of mm. this year. Garrett Wilson is an mm. 84. <sighs> 84, man. Oh, what is Chris Olave, bro? I think he's around 83. I think he was 84, too. That's a little crazy, bro. Man, and look, I love Chris Olave, but Garrett Wilson is he's better. legit, legit, man. Yeah. He put better – I mean, Chris looked great. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Chris is going to be – I think he's going to be a top ten receiver by the end of this year. That's mm-hmm. me being a Saints homer, but I do believe he can be that level. Yeah. But Garrett Wilson, he's just as good or better, you know. And it's like him – the seeing him too low, I get it. They're young, but – Get me into the cornerbacks. I think Sauce deserves where he's at, but 94 overall and only one year in the league. You know, they weren't afraid to put him up there, you know? Exactly. So, I don't know. We, like we said, we can't get too much in these Madden rankings because you look at them and you're just like, okay, come Bro, on. Yeah, everybody goes on there. I mean, I do this. I go on there and download, you know, the created. The, oh, yeah. With the pl- the actual people, like, you know, just random YouTubers or yeah, whatever. Yeah, make Mm-hmm. A Madden roster. I always download that because those are more realistic. realistic. I feel I like. Yeah, they are. Of course they are because they freaking watch, man. But uh, we could stay stay on this forever uh, on this receivers. But let's move on to Edge. This one I honestly was not too mad about. Uh, I'll start this one off. I do think, in my opinion, extremely underrated immediately, in my opinion, because, first of all, there's a, only a very select amount of players in this league, defensively, that destroy and control games. Mm-hmm. One of those guys is T.J. Watt. Yeah. Him in 94 is craziness. I think he should be 96, 97. I think you could even make a case for 98. Uh, I just – he's one of the only guys besides an Aaron Donald, a Micah Parsons, a Miles Garrett, Nick, Ch- uh, Nick Bosa, that have, that have the absolute ability – Von Miller in his prime had yeah. the ability – to control a game on the defensive end, dude. Like, when he was not on the field for the Steelers, there was no way they were going to win. When he was on the field, mm-hmm. at least he had a chance. At yep. least he had an opportunity for him to go out there and get four sacks a game, you know? 
I mean, TJ Watt is so great. I'm not saying he's the best edge, but he is so great, and I think 94 is just lowballing him, in my opinion. Um, and I think that's a fun one. Hey, he was up there in the – I think he led the league in sacks last year, mm-hmm. or at least second. Hassan Reddick, bro. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I don't mind 90, but I wouldn't have minded like a 92 or something in there. I know he only I kinda, really. Yeah, I kind of like the ninety, but I, I do get it. Yeah, I, I I I understand. I understand. I just I know he's mainly a pass rusher. He doesn't really affect the game in other ways, like a T.J. Watt and a Michael Parsons and all those amazing guys. But man, a ninety for a guy with sixteen and a half sacks is a little yeah, little little low for me. But when you look at other guys above him, Joey Bosa, Max Crosby, it's Javon Miller. It's like, well, is he better than those guys? Is he really better than those guys? So I don't hate. I don't hate where he's placed. I just don't know if I agree with the ranking. Because I, I would even say Joey Bosa should maybe be higher than a 91, you know? Yeah. So, it's tough. It's tough for me. When it comes to snubs, uh, it was so hard. Because I don't know if anyone was really snubbed off this list. There was only two guys I thought maybe were a little underrated. Um, I think Brian Burns is a little underrated. Mm-hmm. That dude, a lot of people wanted him. And I know if he's tradable, then he's not probably amazing. Yeah. But... But that also, amazing. Also, I don't know if you heard this. The Rams were willing to trade a first round first pick, pick, and they said no. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You know, <laughs> it's like Brian Burns is good, and he's been good for a while, and he's just like a DJ Moore played with the Carolina Panthers has not got any shine. And I don't think Jordan Cam Jordan should be in the top ten, but I think he's only an 86. And I know he had a little bit of an off year last year. I don't, but he cracked 10 sacks. You know, mm-hmm. so I I would have liked to see about an 88. You know, maybe maybe even an 87. You know. Um, but those are my – that was a little bit of a homer pick, but those are my underrated and snubbed. No, dude, I'll keep it short and sweet because um, I, I agree with, like, 90% of what shit. I mean, this is, again, just take it with a grain of salt. Like, No, yeah. And I love Demarcus Lawrence. He's getting a little older and is mostly – you know, he's not as much of a run or a pass rusher mm-hmm. anymore. If you wanted to slide – tell you another name. If you want to slide Alex Highsmith in Ooh, there. That's I don't a hate good that. one. Talking about a dude just who just paid. got paid. Yeah, yeah dude, did. 14 sacks last yeah. year. Yeah. only He's only going into his fourth year, man. Talking about a dude that don't Ooh. get no respect. Dang. Okay. I wouldn't mind if they slot him in there. I love Demarcus Lawrence. I'm, I'm with you, though, man. Mm. I think Cam Jordan, I think he's better than Demarcus Lawrence at this point. And they're like, very similar players. They're yeah, both guys at, that don't really this point, impact the pass as much. Mm-hmm. But they do – they're guys that you got to watch oh, yeah. than just look at the stat. Because, dude – Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure you can say the same thing about Cam Jordan, but as a Cowboys fan, on that defense, mm-hmm. the second most important player besides Micah Parsons, in my opinion, is Demarcus Lawrence. There you go. Dude, because that dude is just such a good run stopper mm-hmm. and is so just consistent and just technically sound. Yeah. You know, he's just been doing it for a long time. Yeah. He's been paid, like, you know, he – he, but he's also – they're both getting a little older. Mm. So, that's another position where it can just fall off. But, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's whatever. That's literally <laughs> literally what you said. I can say the same thing about the Saints because I think our best defensive player is Demario Davis. Yeah. But our most important on defense is Cam Jordan. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could throw Marshawn in there. But I would say Cam. He runs the defensive line for the Saints. Just yeah. like – even though Micah's the best – yeah. I think you could still say DeMarcus might be that leader on that defensive line. Oh, yeah, for experience, sure. You know? For sure. He's definitely the leader, I'd say, on the whole defense. Yeah, there you go. So, um, was there any guys, other guys you had in there, Red, or is that was all you had? Uh, I mean, 
I like Brian Burns. You know, there's a couple guys you could throw in there. Yeah, there was just I was looking at it like yeah, I don't know if they reached there, but maybe they're a little on the rate of rating. Yeah, I mean, you know, not really. I yeah. guess. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for our Madden talk. Um, obviously, we got some more to drop tomorrow, but um, look at those 99s: Justin Jefferson, Aaron Donald, Zach Martin, Travis Kelsey. Who the hell else will go on there? We would talk about it, but we're gonna speed through this and get to the NBA now. Uh, just a couple things to talk about. Not not as much as happening in the NBA, obviously, because uh, this is definitely their dead period. They're not even close to building up really yet. Um, as the NFL is tra- in training camp, baby, we're here. Um, the NF- I mean, the NBA, though, had a couple things happen. LeBron James changed his number from 6 to 23, getting the OG LeBron back. Um, I'll start this one off because LeBron's my favorite player. Um, which version is better? I got the stats here, averages, not not full points and stuff stats because that would be a little, uh, uh, little, a little leaning, much. yeah, a little leaning two twenty three as well. But um, just because he had more years in that number, um, and number twenty three had twenty seven points per game, seven point four rebounds, seven point six assists, one and a half steals, shot forty nine percent from the field, thirty four from the three, seventy three from the free throw line, and with number six. Shot, uh, he uh, scored 26.9 points per game, so pretty much 27. 7.6 rebounds per game, 6.7 assists per game, 1.7 steals. And he shot 54% from the field, 37 from three, and 76 from the free throw line. Uh, those numbers are really pretty much exact. LeBron yeah. has been a very consistent player. We can, we can all say that. Um, but when it comes down to the best version of LeBron, I got to go number 23, my man. And it all comes down to the return at Cleveland, 3-1 comeback. That was one of the greatest performances mm-hmm. I've ever seen from a single player in a, pl- in a playoffs in a finals. Hell, even the playoffs, what was it, 2018? Yeah. Uh, the last year he was with the, with the Cavs, that was the greatest single-man playoff performances I've ever seen in a string of mm-hmm. my life. And then he comes to the Lakers, wearing number 23, and wins a ring for him. And if COVID didn't happen... He was on pace to win that MVP yeah. that year. Yeah, I know you could say Giannis was probably still going to win it, but he was on pace to take that if the league didn't shut down. So, in my opinion, you got to go with 23. I know this, those highlights. I know those highlights of number six with Miami. and They're yeah. unbelievable. They're unbelievable. But skill set, experience, understanding of the game, and results, it has to go to number 23 for me, man. I'm right there with you, man. You know, I think number six, LeBron – just to keep it short, I think he's the most dominant of all time. That's fair. I like that. Best overall, 23. I think old man LeBron is the best version. If I'm if I'm just being honest, yeah. like the best version fit to lead a team to win. Mm-hmm. I feel like number six LeBron could be the reason a team won. Mm-hmm. He wasn't really meant to lead a team to victory. That's you know what I mean? That's a very good point. That's a but very good point. he could definitely be the weapon that wins them. Now he can be the leader that puts the weapons together. Mm-hmm. And it's still a weapon, you know, when he has to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 100% agree. 100% agree. Love it. Ready to see 23 LeBron back because that's the only Lakers jersey I have of LeBron was the 23, and then he changed <laughs> to six. And I was like, oh, gosh, LeBron, you're making me buy another jersey. You're seeing so much money. Now he's back to 23. Don't even have to worry about changing that, uh, getting that other jersey. Let's go. Let's move on, though, to Isaiah Mobley. Winning the Summer League Championship with the Cleveland Cavaliers over the Rockets. Pretty dominant performance for those uh, Cavs. I think they went undefeated. Impressive. 
The big question, though, oh, yeah. after everything, is this the next step of Mobley's growth in the NBA? Red, you start us off. Man, so I think so. But at the same time, like, this dude was a second-round pick, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Did I cut out for a second? No. Okay. Good. This dude, it's like, I think definitely, it's hard to say that, like, you got worse. You know what I mean? When you get voted the freaking Summer League MVP. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't think he's going to come in there and win most improved player or anything. You know what I mean? Like, okay. I don't think he's going to. Uh, wasn't he a second round pick? Yep, I was, was making it? sure. The 49th. Yeah, so it's like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think he. I mean, definitely if you're a second round pick, this is the direction you need to go in, mm-hmm. like, for sure. I just don't know if he's, you know, I don't think winning Summer League MVP is like. Yeah, let's see. Kyle Kuzma like, won it. Yeah, I about to say, how many guys have done that and it really didn't matter? Yeah. You know, I know what Alonzo I mean? won it, my bad. Alonzo won it, but he won, Kuzma won championship MVP, my bad. Yeah, so, I mean, it's like, it's good for him, but like, also they got Evan Mobley. Mm. <laughs> you know, they oh, st- that guy. <laughs> still got Jared Allen. Like, this dude may not get on the floor more than at most 20 minutes a game. Yep. So, I don't expect him to, you know, average 15 and 10, but. I mean, he's definitely he's he's getting playing time. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? One hundred percent. Oh no, Mobley's coming next year. It's just not that Mobley. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, definitely wanted to give Isaiah Mobley his, his respect though. They do ball in mm-hmm. summer league. Don't want to take anything away from him, but that's not the Mobley that's going to be exactly. leading the Cavs next year. Um, but talking about Evan Mobley, I just want to say this right now. I think I was a year off. I don't even know. I think you may have been high on the Cavs too, but. That was a year off on the Cavs, I think. Give them another year. I think this year they have a chance. I'm not saying they're a contender by any means. I think they have a squad that is built to disrupt the East. Yeah. I'm feeling uh, two thousand. I love Mobley, man. Oh, dude, he's so good. And he's just – he will be a defensive player of the year maybe even next year. And offensively, he's just getting better every single, every single time he steps on the court. I'm sensing maybe a 2021 Hawks. Okay. You know, with this Cavaliers team, maybe make a conference finals. You know, knock off a team that they probably shouldn't. You know, maybe a Philly. You know, maybe maybe uh maybe a Bucks. You never know. Uh, maybe sneak in there. We might be seeing something like that again. In my opinion. You know what I'm seeing? Hmm. It's a completely different direction. Oh. I'm seeing the Jazz. Oh. When they were number one for two years and didn't do shit. <laughs> yeah. That's what I I don't know why, but I just see this team getting like. 50 regular season wins. Yeah, dominating the regular season. Dom- and then maybe losing, like, first or second round. I don't know yeah. why. I know that's, like, completely different, but I just feel like they built that roster. Mm, like, like, that it. roster is so good. I don't see them, like, losing – I don't see them winning less than, say, 45 games. Mm. They can get on a roll and get up to 53, 54 wins, and they're the third seed, second seed. They could easily lose first round. Oh, yeah. I mean, seeing the Bucks lose to Miami this yeah. year proved that anyone, any spot, any seed can lose. Which a team I think might be more like the Hawks, and I hate to say it, might have been the Kings, man. Ooh, the Kings I didn't realize this. The Kings might be, like, actually really good. Well, see, <laughs> I think they'll be good, but I don't think they're going to be close to third seed, man. Yeah. Do you know that it's tough? last year, statistically, they were the healthiest team in NBA history? Wow. So I just I don't that that's kind of like hitting eighty percent of your threes in a game. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, like how long is that gonna last? Yeah, but mm. if they can be the 
sixth most healthy team this year. <laughs> hey, take that. With those players, man, like they can do it. They're so good. They're so good. And I was listening to that podcast. It was, I think it was Paul George podcast. He was, mm-hmm. And he had Tyrese Halliburton on there. They were breaking down when he got traded to Indiana and stuff. He found out by from Woj. He texted Woj who he thinks he who, who he thinks he's going to go to, and he told him Indiana. He's like, what? Indiana? And now I like Tyrese. I think we brought him up last last podcast and stuff. So let's move on though. Uh, we'll see what the Cavs can do this year. Just wanted to shine some light on the summer league championship. Good win for the Cavs. Big superstar came out though this week. Had some comments that ruffled some feathers around the league. Yep. And I promise that the hometown boys and the women around there were not happy with these comments. But it's Philly. They'll get over it. NB makes some comments about winning a championship with or without Philadelphia. Yeah, I was a little shocked by those comments. Red, what's your thoughts yep. on those comments? And do you think he will stay with the 76ers or, you know, make a move before it's too late, you know, before he's out of that prime? Man, so I'll say it like this. I think he is going to stay, but I think if he stays this year, I think he's going to be there until, you know, and if he's there after this year, I think then they trade him, not he asked for a trade. You know what I mean? Interesting. The dude's about to be 30 mm. at this time next year and has a history of back problems. If you still want to be the number one, you know, and be the reason a team makes a championship, this is your year to do it. Mm. I think if he doesn't ask out now, then you're going to be playing second fiddle. There might not be anything wrong with that, but think about how differently people would look at Anthony Davis if he was the number one in New Orleans and they made it to round three. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it would, even though that's unfair, he'd be looked at differently. He would be. And you don't want to be thirty years old with a history of back problems and get paid that much money. You have to carry a team on your and back, and then you know, <laughs> miss forty games a year. Like then the that's like getting to my point. They're gonna trade him, mm-hmm. and he's gonna go to like, I don't know, Boston, and be like, you know, the third piece. You know what I'm saying? Oh like, God. like if it's not. If it's not this year, That'd him. Crazy. If it's not him no, going to like bridge, the bro. like the Clippers or something yeah. and being the number one this year, then I don't see. I mean, they come to the Lakers. I mean, hey, <laughs> if they could fit him, man, like any team would take him. Oh gosh, yes. But it's like, you know what I mean? I just, I'm not saying he couldn't do it, but it's it's kind of like in that Derrick Henry spot, like yeah, they just no. fall off, man. Like I don't mind that comparison. They no. both just get worked so much, and Embiid is just so big that he's just he too big Balls all the time. Yeah, and it's just man, that you're about to be thirty, man, and back problems are that's the last type of problem you want to have as a professional athlete, yeah, especially definitely. a basketball basketball player. player yeah, I mean, that's, so, you see all the athletes that that's ruined your career. Yeah, so if he doesn't, you know, leave this year, I think that. He's not going to leave. It'll be him getting sent out. I actually really I really like that approach. Um, I don't know if I believe that, though. Um, I do think the comments were more more of a message. Yeah. I think it was more of a message to the front office and the entire league. I, think I mean, it, he, he seems very loyal. Yeah. I'll say that. And I think he – I think these – these those – a player like him, I think they want to take the Kobe approach. Like a Dame Lillard, he wanted to take that approach and play for that team for his entire career. You saw what happened with Dame Lillard. Now, it just it, 
there comes a point in time where you're where you're done, man. Where you're kind of just like, are we really, are we chasing championships? Or are we chasing yeah. Eastern Conference Finals appearances? You know, you know, are we really getting? Are we gonna make it to the big dance ever? And you know, with with it'd be different if they made the championship once and they lost. And this is another trying to get back to that. Like they haven't even yeah. tasted it. You know, exactly. They haven't even got there yet. So it's really weird for me. I just think it was a reminder. His, these comments were more of a reminder to the league that the, that the MVP, even though I don't agree with him being MVP, I did, but I don't anymore. It, I think it's just a reminder. MVP is still here, y'all. Like, yeah. I'm still here. I'm still the leader of this team. And I'm I'm here right now, but... And that may be him realizing, hey, man, the way I play, I can't do this forever. Y'all got to mm. build around me. <laughs> you, hit my, you just hit my dang center point. You can we can talk all we want about and be you can talk crap about him, but you got to give this guy a roster, man. And yeah, like, I mean, it's like it's not like the roster is bad at all. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying their roster is, mm-hmm. if not a contending team, it's right there on the borderline of it. You know, I think that they're right there. It's just there's a couple pieces away, and I think you got to find another guy. You got to find a guy that can take over a game as much as Embiid. Not saying he has to be better than Embiid. And, like, I get you get a James Harden for that reason. 2016 James Harden would be different. Yeah. You have a guy like that, then you're feeling pretty good. But this is 2023 James Harden. This isn't Rockets James Harden. This is You don't have a guy that can absolutely take over a game any night. I mean, that's the best thing about you see the Jason Tatum, J, the JB uh, duos. Mm-hmm. Either one of those guys can take over any night. LeBron, yeah. Anthony Davis, either one of those guys can take over any night. You know? It's just rare. Like we're in that duo era in the NBA. So, is James Harden the best duo partner for this guy? Is Tobias Harris the best duo yeah. partner for that guy? Which, I like Tobias Harris. He's getting paid too much. I'll ask you this. Mm-hmm. If they had got, say they get rid of James Harden, mm-hmm. say they get, not that this dude is not going to be in the trade. I just mean this level of player. Say they get a, you know, they have a TJ McConnell level point guard next year. Mm-hmm. If they had gotten, say, Chris Middleton, mm. are they in a better spot, you think, than they were this year with James Harden? And if they have a, you know, a slightly above-average point guard and a guy like Chris Middleton with that roster, then would just James Harden and Embiid be in the – Yeah. Because Tobias Harris is fine, but, like, he's not worth as much as he's getting paid at yeah. all. I think everyone agrees with that. But, like, I if would he's say... your third option, cool. Cool. No, he's, he's a solid third option. I mean – He's he, he does his job. That's his yeah. thing, you know, and that's all you could say for the guy. I would say yes. I would say yeah with a Chris Middleton, mainly because he's got a championship experience. He's, those kind of guys is what they need. They don't need a guy that's been better than James Harden or mm-hmm. is even better. You know, I think Chris Middleton is, but you got to get a guy that is a championship player. James Harden is not a championship player. Chris yep. Middleton is a championship player. He's a perfect two to a superstar. There's there's perfect twos in this league, in this league that play perfect next to superstars. Mm-hmm. I, like, I would even say, when Dame and the Portland was playing good, CJ McConnell, you know, yeah, that level of a guy, you know. I mean, what what if Philly gets a guy like Clay? It, oh, there you go. There you, know? you go. Even though Clay's not what he once was, but yeah, I mean, he's still a flamethrower any night, any given night. You know, mm-hmm. there's players in this league where it makes sense, and it's just you gotta find the right guy. I don't think it's as easy as just going to get a Dame Lillard. I think, yeah, I think you can make a move for a certain player. You know, in this league where it makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't know who it is. 
maybe a Paul George or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But I, there's there's a certain guy in this league that fits perfectly with Joel Embiid. I can't tell you who it is right now, but there is a guy out there that it, it, that knows how to win and would be a perfect two for him and then maybe become the one after a couple of years. You know? Yeah. It, I mean, say they got – you know, I'm not just being a homer. If they got a dude with Jaden McDaniel's defense, mm. like a Paul George, that type of mm. just can play defense but also be that second scorer. Yeah. Like, dude, if they had Drew Holiday two years ago, mm. that's what that's the type of dude they needed. Even Jalen Brown now. Yeah. You know, like a guy that is like – Call me crazy. I think Austin Reeves could be the third guy there yeah. easily. No, he's going to be the third – he's going to yeah. be the third fiddle in Lakers. <laughs> so, I mean, I get what you mean, man. And it's, it's There's just – I don't think James Harden's a guy. I think, Shea. Oh, see, see someone like Shea Hill just is like money, bro. That is Shea. money. That is like a perfect guy next to him, bro. A, a near superstar. If he and if he was in the right situation, right, you know, media market, he is a superstar. Oh you know? yeah, because Shea Gilgis is a superstar in my opinion. He just his place just happens to play for the Oklahoma mm-hmm. City Thunder. Oh yeah. Um, but we could talk about this all day. Embiid, though, I do believe. And I would be shocked if he ever left Philly. Not to say it won't happen. I, there was a point in time where I thought it would be crazy for Dame Lillard to leave the Portland Trailblazers, and we are here. So, not to, I'm not going to be surprised by anything when it comes to superstars leaving their hometown. Um, it's, so, it's just so normal now. So, um, that'll do it for us, though, Red, uh, on our talk to you about the NFL and NBA and the pound perspective this week. Uh, I'll wrap it up for us. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Nate Dog Sports on Instagram and Twitter and Nate Dog Productions on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. This is also going to be on YouTube as well. So if you listen to this and want to watch it and give us a view, go to YouTube, Nate Dog Productions YouTube channel. Um, and uh, we, we really hope you all enjoyed it. This has been fun doing video for y'all. And hey, look. Obviously, hey. Y'all go see Oppenheimer Ooh, or Barbie yeah. this weekend. Yeah. Hey, no, we well, no verses here, man. Get the get the cinemas back, Barbenheimer. Pull it, pull yes. a double feature on Saturday. Double. Look, go see. You know, if it's my opinion, I think you got to see Oppenheimer first. Kind of, kind of wash down the. Yeah. You get know, you got to you got to get that. You know, that joy with Barbie after. You yeah. Go see Oppenheimer about one p.m. Schedule you a Barbie. Uh, screening for like six forty-five, yeah. seven o'clock. Perfect. You know, right after you got some dinner. You know, oh yeah, mold on the whole entire absolute mayhem that Oppenheimer is likely to be. I'm going <laughs> to see it Sunday, so you boys are ready. Um, but that'll do it for us, Red. I appreciate you coming in yes, once sir. again. Yes, sir. Um, like we said, things are changing with the the podcast and Nate Dog Productions and Nate Dog Sports. So we'll keep y'all all up to date once things happen. Um, but that'll do it for our episode this week. Episode thirty-six of the Pound Perspective is officially done. Have a great day. Thanks again for listening to The Pound Perspective, a breath of fresh sports.